from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict episode 142. Today's show is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a 10-day free trial, visit Lynda.com slash penaddict, Squarespace, Build It Beautiful, and Pen Chalet. Great deals on high-quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. That was the most amazing intro ever, and it only took you one take. That's how I roll. Yeah. You're, I mean, professional podcasters. One take Hurley. Yeah. One <laughs> take Hurley. Yeah, I, I realized I haven't said, I don't think I've said that in, in a long time. You haven't, and it was, it was beautiful. I mean, I got a little tear in my eye. Memories. Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's a phrase we love, and we like to drop it in there every now and then. It's it's really good. Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So what's going on with you? I'm on vacation. How are you doing? What is it, President's Day today, right? Yeah, my kids are out for a couple extra days, and uh, they kind of wrap around this weird holiday school thing with these faux holidays that we have sometimes. So, yeah, kids so, are out for a couple of days, so we got out of town for a couple of days. Where are you on the earth right now? I am in Destin, Florida. Which is on the beautiful Florida Gulf Coast. It's actually beautiful here today, and um, we've had some better weather than anticipated. So uh, we're enjoying ourselves quite nicely. Thank you. See, that explains when you took the Instagram on the beach, and I was like, "Beaches in Atlanta?" Obviously, I didn't know this. <laughs> like, I, I didn't think it was on any coasts, but you know, it could have been like a man-made beach, like by a mm. huge lake or something. I don't know how your country works. It's yeah, weird. yeah, it's big. It is definitely weird. It is definitely weird. And we have lots of weird goings on in our country. So you need to get a little bit weirder uh, to step up your game with us. And uh, Florida is actually one of the weirdest states in the union. And that's like a whole ungenious level podcast thing just about Florida, which we could just call the podcast Florida. And uh, we would never run out of material. I'm pretty sure Merlin and Dan have that. That cover. Have you, did yeah. you see that we uh, we broke thirteen thousand dollars on the Kickstarter a couple of days? ago? I did, I did. I saw that a couple of days ago, and uh, that's unbelievable. So this is gonna. I keep every day, or at least every other day, I have someone else tweeting me or emailing me. I'm coming to the pin show, so <laughs> I hope the organizers of the pin show understand what they're getting into, and I'm. I have it on good accord that they have no clue what's about to happen. We're raining down on the pen show. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. If you hear this, by the way, you've uh, as we record today, which is the 16th of February, you have nine days left to back the Kickstarter project to get yourself a video version of a live live recorded episode, episode 150 of the Pen Addict, in beautiful serendipity. Uh, will be recorded uh, and you will be able to get yourself a video version of it if you back our Kickstarter project. Yep. If not, yep. you will have to deal with the audio, which is fine, but you won't get to see the tears in Brad's eyes. That's right. Um, that's right. So that's and all the special... I, I got to be... I got to put on my Mike Hurley producer hat and uh, book a bunch of special guests. So I'm going to work on that. So you will yep. you will want to see video of that and it, uh, it should happen. I see no reason why it won't. It's going to be fantastic. Yep. No, we, we have a, a real grab bag today. It's basically all the links I haven't gotten to in the past two or three weeks yeah. worth of stuff. Um, and it's all really good stuff that I wanted to talk about. So I wanted to get it in there after uh, our various conversations. But we do want to pick up on one little thing from last week. 
and that's the uh the law pin i was actually pronouncing it wrong uh last week it's not the leap in it's well, the law pin i like calling it the lie pen but i won't go into it any <laughs> further than that <laughs> that's um most people's take on this i have not gone that far michael uh-huh. um but uh, you sh- you can feel safe in in saying that being uh, located across the pond in the UK, so I will temper myself and call it the law pen. But their Kickstarter actually got suspended, which I have never seen in all these projects we've looked at. Um, at least on our show, I've seen live projects and I've seen canceled projects, or you know, basically projects that have been shut down by Kickstarter. The law pen has a basically a, it's flagged you can't search for it anymore on kickstarter but the page is still up and live and the backers can actually comment on the page but there's a big huge mark on it called uh, suspended if you go to the page um which is weird so i'm guessing you know at, at this point it's only going to happen on um lipen.com ah, i did it again see lipen.com which you can go visit, and Mark's going to sell these pins direct. No one in the entire world would have any argument against this pin, right? Mm-hmm. Because this pin's being manufactured by another vendor uh, called Titaner, I believe, my opinion. I'm stating that because I can't say factually that I know that for a fact. Um, but I, it's every single bit of information I have shows me this is the case. And if Mark was not going that route, he would have answered whatever Kickstarter's questions they had with him surrounding the suspension, and the suspension would have been lifted on Kickstarter. That tells you everything you need to know about this project. If I created a Kickstarter project and wanted and was being questioned on the validity of my project and what I was doing, I would certainly have answers that validated it and cleared the name of my Kickstarter project, or I would accept the banishment knowing that I'm not doing something that's really kicks that should be on Kickstarter. This pen shouldn't be on Kickstarter. This pen should be sold on his site directly. Perfectly fine. Go to, go to town. I mean, and that's pretty much it. Um, why would a project be suspended? This is from the Kickstarter FAQ. A project may be suspended if our integrity team uncovers evidence that is in violation of one or more of Kickstarter's rules, including misrepresentation of support through self-pledging, misrepresentation of failure to disclose relevant facts about the project or its creator, the creator provides inaccurate or incomplete user information to Kickstarter or one of our partners, the characteristics of the creator's account overlap with the characteristics of backer accounts that pledge to their project, A party related to the creator is posting as an independent supportive party in project comments or elsewhere. The creator is presenting someone else's work as their own. The creator is offering purchased items claiming to have made them. Projects Mm. may also be suspended if they choose, if they chose to launch now, which is a, a system where Kickstarter will allow you to launch without going through to their team for approval, which is a new thing. But on closer inspection, do not fall within our rules. Now, the reason I read this was they're already interesting. Mm -hmm. The main thing is the reason we've not seen this is this is part of the newer Kickstarter rules. So we wouldn't have seen this on previous stuff because launch now is like a newer thing. So that's why we've never seen it before because it's probably quite rare. Yeah, that's exactly right. And launch now, like when we did the knock um, Kickstarter. We didn't have that option, right? We had to go through like this whole auditing thing and I had to edit 
and I had to add and I had to keep going back and forth with Kickstarter with all this additional information that they required before I launched this project project. Why they changed that, I don't know. Um, you know, it's I guess they figured they have the same 30 days as everyone else to um, vet the project, but sometimes it doesn't look good on their part. But yeah. Anyway, I, I think I did the right thing in allowing the launch now thing because it it allows people to launch on their own timetable, which I think was the problem because people would try and like, um, I don't know, maybe they would try and set up like. Uh, press. That's the. I don't know why. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. sorry about that. Yeah, like they're trying to set up PR and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck in the Kickstarter approval process. That kind of sucks. Right. But but it's good that they do it. And apparently, it says uh, suspension is non-reversible. Mm. Now that I didn't know, I figured it would be okay. We suspended it. We're going to ask the project creator more questions, and then we'll determine whether we're going to continue with that or not I'd like i don't to know think why they just they don't ask, remove it i'd like to think that they ask the questions first mm-hmm. um and then suspend yeah after. suspend doesn't seem like suspend doesn't seem like the right term for that then if it has zero chance of coming back from a suspension then it's yeah. not really a suspension it's a cancellation uh well but they already have cancellations already a term that they use though isn't it yeah yeah so that's probably why welcome to your kickstarter podcast well, I, I just think it's interesting. I think it's very. It uh, I think when you look at all of the rules that are the, the reasons, sorry, they're they're also enlightening. Yeah. So anyway, to to sum this up, what Mark is doing right now with the law pen is absolutely perfect. It's exactly what should have happened in the first place. It was a project that's fine for Mark to launch, just not on Kickstarter. Yep. Sell the pen yourself. That's it. It's super simple. Yep. It does not belong there. And, what, and, mm-hmm. I, and I wish him uh, the best of luck. Yep. You know what else doesn't belong, Mike? What? Stupid orange metallic vanishing points oh, so in the rack to next to Stormtrooper vanishing points. So What's the problem? Tell me how you know about this now then. Well, our good friend, uh, Dwayne Lively, who is actually in the chat room today, all the way in Japan, who knows what time it is there. I can't even keep track with your time. He's in the chat room today. He made the trip to Atoya, which is where this picture was taken uh, last week that we discussed on last week's show. And I was pretty con- I was pretty sure this was going to happen with the orange metallic vanishing point not being on the lower shelf with the other metallic vanishing points. I was thinking they they uh, popped that one up on the display up there. But the way the picture was shot, it didn't really look metallic-y. But um, we ha- we have the shots now. <laughs> I love Dwayne went and took shots of the vanishing point to to send to us just to prove the fact that it was actually the metallic version of the vanishing point instead of a flat or matte orange version of the vanishing point. So, you know, if nothing else, this tells us that pilots should make a flat orange vanishing point and. At that point, I will do a happy dance and probably go berserk, and I would probably pay the premium for that, which I haven't done on the Stormtrooper yet. So, well, I was going to say, if it tells us one thing, is that Dwayne is a hero detective. <laughs> he is. I have several more pictures from him in my inbox. I didn't, uh, I didn't get them uploaded all, but we'll have uh, these in the show notes. He also showed me a really neat uh, wooden barrel one, which I'd never seen before. I'll, I'll send that over to you um, after the show, and uh, it. Uh, 
it looked larger than the normal uh, vanishing points. Or as they say, it, which I have to state this, which it kind of drives me a little bit crazy about Pilot, but I love them so much. I'll give them a pass. They use different names in different countries, right? So people don't know when I, you know, when I typed um, on that original Instagram post that I love those VPs. They don't even know what a VP is. It's not a vanishing point over there. It's the capitalist, right? It's the cap- so, it's capitalist here as well. Yeah, so the the US continues to get it wrong on so many levels and naming conventions is one of them. We're not more important than everyone else, so I wish people would get that through their heads, but you know, I Mike, I am pro metric system. Awesome. <laughs> I just want to throw that in there. I appreciate that. I think <laughs> Uh, so you're right uh, to circle back around. Dwayne is our hero. Thank you, Dwayne, for going to take those pictures and um, confirming what I kind of thought was going to be the case. But I was holding out one little strand of hope that I was wrong. So basically, Dwayne stopped you from making a stupid decision, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. taking a risk or something. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, – the the evidence presented itself that the was probably not going to line up to be a non-metallic orange vanishing point, and uh, the evidence uh, bared out in this case. Sure did, mm-hmm. unfortunately. All right, we have more orange things to talk about besides the orange T-shirt that I'm wearing. Are you wearing an orange T-shirt? I am. Are you wearing the Pan Attic T-shirt? I am not. Okay. I'm wearing my uh, Draplin heavy heavy duty T-shirt because I'm a heavy duty individual. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Can't argue mm-hmm. with that. Yep. So let's get into more orange stuff right after we talk about one of our friends. This week's episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can invest in yourself and learn something new. Lynda.com is giving a free 10-day trial to listeners of The Pen Addict. All you need to do is go to Lynda.com slash penaddict. Lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world and has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business, and oh, so much more. If you maybe want to set some new goals, maybe you have a hobby or some skills that you've always wanted to learn, you can find out about anything you need with Lynda.com. All of their courses are taught by experts, and they're adding new courses to the site every single week. When you sign up to Lynda.com, you'll get unlimited access to these courses and all of the new ones that keep getting added, and you'll get unlimited access to view these on your tablet, your mobile device as well, with their apps for iOS and Android, but of course you can view them on your desktop PC, laptop, Mac, whatever it is you can get to a web browser in. Lynda.com have highlighted some courses that they think that you might enjoy. Now, one that I know you guys are going to enjoy, which was a really cool uh, thing that they did with Aaron Draplin. They did a fantastic logo design video that we've spoken about a bunch on the show. It's a really great example of some of the really fantastic stuff and the great production quality that you will see with lynda.com. Maybe you want to learn a bit about management. Um, you know, Maybe yep, that's the type of thing you're in or you're going towards, like a leadership type thing. They can help you with that, help you on how to lead teams, and they can help you out in the workplace. Maybe you want to go paperless. This is something that's interesting for listeners of this show, but just because we love pens and paper doesn't mean that we don't want to go paperless. Lynda.com can help you get rid of the paper that you don't want to see in your daily life. They have courses on typography as well. I think this is something that people that listen to the show might enjoy. How to effectively use different fonts and typefaces in design. And they have the fantastic 
documentary Helvetica that I really, really suggest you see if you haven't already seen. It's a really interesting look at a very, very important and monumental typeface. Invest in yourself right now and sign up for a free 10-day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash penaddict. If you've yet to check it out, please go and see because not only will you learn something new, it also really helps support this show as well. lynda.com is a great supporter of the network, so show them some love. Thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So I'm going to give you the floor, Michael. You, you say in our show notes that I'm wrong and I would like to hear why. You are categorically wrong. <laughs> in, so I, I was looking through my RSS uh, app today and I saw mm. posted a couple of days ago uh, Pilot Hiroshizuku Fuyugaki Inc. Now, not only did you review this with like a paragraph... You didn't even tell me about it, which tells me all that I need to know. You kept this to yourself because you knew that if I saw this, I would uncover you for the liar that you are. <laughs> Clearly, you're yeah. being paid off by the <laughs> by the I don't know the um, Sailor Review the, Board or something. Yeah, the, the Sailor contingent is paying me off uh, to write bad things about uh pilot fuyugaki so you can go buy inks that sailor doesn't even manufacture anymore that's exactly what i'm doing i knew it see i knew it (laughs) so i've had this ink sample from laurie great listener great reader of the blog and the podcast she sent me a couple of ink samples and i've been very delayed in getting this ink reviewed and i finally inked it up and used it for a little while and it's a really good ink from the Pilot Orochizuku line. I just feel like I could say that about every ink from the Pilot Orochizuku line. They are some of the most well-behaved, most trusted, most really perfect inks if you can find the color that you want. And for me, that color is not Fuyugaki. Um, it's orange, and that's about it. That's why the review was so short. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say. You know, I like the ink. I don't love the ink. I'm not going to buy a bottle of it. I was thankful to have a sample of it before I committed my dollars to purchasing the full bottle. But I know you drink the stuff, so I'm going to let you tell us why it's so wonderful. Well, I love orange the same as you do. Mm -hmm. But unlike you, Mr. Brad Dowdy, I'm left-handed, if you'll remember. I do. And the reason that that I came across and stick to my Hiroshizuku, especially the Fuyugaki, is because pr- practically all of our ink has an insufficient dry time for me. Um, yeah. And I have been able to find a fantastic orange. So just once again proving uh, Brad Dowdy's elitist uh, <laughs> right-handed orange ink uh, agenda that he's been pushing um, on this podcast for the entire time. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say about this. I have nothing okay. more to add. Uh, okay. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> get in line <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the second uh, time today i threatened a, a lawsuit onto a co-host so this is all going this is this has been a productive monday <laughs> good monday for you not uh-huh. so good monday not good, so good monday for your co-host uh <laughs> getting li- getting litigious in here so um yeah so you know it's um honestly if if this is an ink that i tried very early on, it might have latched on a little bit more, but my eyes have been open to a few other inks that fit my personal tastes a little bit better, and I end up liking 
an orange ink with more yellow in it, which is a brighter ink, than an orange ink with more red in it, which is a deeper ink. So it's just personal taste, and you're wrong, and that's pretty much it. Okay, well, there we go. All right. It's the last episode. We're not going to make it to that. <laughs> so, yeah. So our next T-shirt will be in Fuyugaki orange. Thank you. Apparently. <laughs> All right, so now starts the awesome batch of links that I have for this episode because I get lots of really, really good emails and it's stuff that I haven't seen before and people are finding this stuff and send it to us and I want to share it with everyone else so everyone else can see it. And the first thing is this crazy Google Maps walkthrough of the Anderson Penn's retail store. Did you even know that you could do this on Google Maps, Mike? Uh, I knew you could do it in general. I didn't know you could do it at the Anderson Penn's store. Yeah, so I didn't even know you could do it in general, necessarily. And Brandon sent us this link, and you click on this link. It takes you to Google like you would assume Google Maps or whatever, and it's it's essentially like that. But it's like someone walked through their store with a camera, and there's you can basically 360-degree their store in Appleton, Wisconsin. And I thought that was really, really cool. I've never seen anything like this before. So yeah, it's, exa- it's exactly, literally, it's exactly what happens. Somebody walks through with a camera. If, actually, if you go right down to the bottom, so if you uh-huh. like uh, pan the image down to the bottom, you can see a tripod in the bottom of the photos. Really? Yeah. I didn't even realize this was a thing. I mean, I knew the whole Google Maps and the Google, the cars and you know taking all the map data. I didn't know there was actually a physical inside presence that they were starting to do and um, yeah. that they've done it in Appleton, Wisconsin. Inside Anderson Pins just trips me out. Well, I don't know if you're able to get people to come and do it for you or submit your own, but I know that Google, uh-huh. Google were doing it. They were actually going to stores like big places, I don't know, in like San Francisco, New York and stuff. And mm-hmm. going in with people that had these camera backpacks and and doing it, so uh, yeah. I'm interested to to see how they got theirs done because it's clearly being taken from a tripod, mm-hmm. um, and obviously with nobody in the way. And yeah. I don't know yeah. how that was possible. But. Well, I should probably listen to some of your other podcasts to learn about these things. What I what I like now is uh, I'm looking at the there's like a poster of Mont Blanc and the guy's face mm-hmm. is blurred out in the Mont Blanc poster. <laughs> just automatic, just automatic face recognition yep. equals blur. There's even a picture like a really old photo on the wall, like it's clearly a, a meaningful picture that I can't see what it says, uh, but it's even picked that out and and blurred that person's face out too. Yeah, so um, our our friend Dan Bishop, who's actually coming up next in this document that I'm going to uh, talk about, he said he talked to Brian Anderson at the LA Pen Show, and they requested Google Google to come do that for them. So that's very, very cool. So it is Google. John Holland, whoever John Holland is. Okay. It's a picture of him. John Holland something, specialty fountain pens. It's like a picture in a nice frame. Yeah, I've heard of him. I can't, I won't pretend that I know who that is, but I, I know the name from reading things on the internet so the 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 images are in such great quality you can zoom in so you can take a real good look at the anderson's pens that they have for sale yeah it's really ridiculous i i thought it might be like a nice inside shot but it's literally the entire store including the display cases and what's specifically in the display cases it's it's pretty pretty nice so very cool 
Very cool. So I mentioned uh, Dan Bishop from Karis Customs. He was at the LA Pin Show this week, and my feed. Um, I got I got a lot of enjoyment um, reading my Twitter and Instagram feed this weekend to see everyone that went to the LA Pin Show and saw a bunch of people there that I recognized in images and was you know pinging Dan, making sure he was having a good show and things like that because this was Karis Customs' first Pin Show and Dan mentioned how well it went and things like that. So I just wanted to point anyone to who wanted to see some links and feedback from the LA Pin Show, you can go on Instagram, the FP Geeks feed, if you're not already following that. They did a really good job of taking a bunch of pictures. You can kind of get a feel for what a pin show look like, looks like. If you're coming to Atlanta, it's not nearly that size. It's really LA is really, really large. Between LA and DC, those are the two biggest pin, pin shows. So don't get freaked out by the size of that. If you've never been to a pin show and you think you're going to be intimidated, it's nothing like LA at all. But um, the FP Geeks Instagram feed did a really good job of capturing a bunch of big names in the fountain pen world, a lot of names we've talked about on the show. And um, I have an announcement to make, Mike. Next Monday, we're going to hear a recap of the LA Pen Show from Mr. Dan Bishop himself. So, wait, Why, what, we have where's he going to be? He is going to be on Skype. And, no, um, not this show. Not Dan yeah. Bishop. Yeah. He's yeah, just going to be on bad. the going to be on the pen Addict podcast and we're going to hear all about the la pen show so we haven't solidified that but i just put the pressure on him so you can assume it's going to happen now (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we're going to do that in more pen news i'm really really excited about this next link and it might even cause me to get emotional Hmm. because there's certain things I believe in, and I believe in supporting small businesses and people doing it on their own and people making a jump like you did, Mike, to do something that's their passion, that they're really good at, and that there's a market for. And our good friend, Sean Newton, who one of these days we're going to have to get him on the podcast. I have yet to meet him in person, but we talk so frequently Sean's been a teacher for the last seven years. He's been an art teacher. And as you know from this podcast, he's also a pin maker. And he does a lot of my nip work because I think I think he does a really exceptional job. Well, he announced it last week that he's leaving his teaching job and going to make pins full time. Wow. This is so scary. And I'm so proud when I see someone make this decision I just get excited and emotional and it's it's genuinely a big deal. I mean, for someone to make this decision is a huge, huge deal. And I just wanted to tell Sean, I don't even know if he listens to the podcast, but I just want to tell him how proud I am of him and that I believe in what he's doing and I'll throw my support behind him 100% because I know he's legit. He does good work. Um, he does He does fantastic work. I don't own one of his pins yet, but I'm going to start working on one now because I want to support him. I'm going to get a Shinobi um, that um, Thomas Hall has. I've never uh, borrowed his Shinobi yet, but he has a couple from Sean that he's done and and Thomas sends them around. But I love the looks of the Shinobi. So I'll see if I can put one of the Shinobis that uh, Thomas has reviewed or that um, 
JD Ames has reviewed on Peaceable Writer. She's reviewed a Shinobi. I'm going to start getting one of those. And I just implore y'all to take a look at Sean's site if you're interested in what he's doing. Just take a look. Start a conversation with him. He's legitimately one of the good guys. And congratulations, Sean, for making this jump. It's a big deal. That's amazing, man. Well done. It really is. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, well, <laughs> I guess you can't imagine you left your day, day job to go do something you believe in. I, I, I say that because I'm, I'm having these same thoughts, right? I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I would love to do this full time. So you have these pipe dream thoughts or, you know, if I win the lottery thoughts and these are the things I think about. And our friend David Sparks wrote a wonderful post today about leaving his law firm and going independent so we can have more time to focus on what he does, you know, with all the Max Sparky stuff and all the, um, the field, um, what do they call the field? Field guides. Field guides that he does and the podcast that he does. And it's just, it's really inspirational to see people like this do that. And you're obviously a huge inspiration for that too. So I just wanted to, uh, prop Sean up and tell him I'm proud of him. And, uh, I'm proud of you, Mike. I'm, I'm proud, proud of, of I'm proud of you, Brad. You know what I'm especially proud of you for, Mike? What's that? How well you read sponsor ads. This week's episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code INC at checkout. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. When it comes to finding a place for yourself on the internet, whether you want to set up a blog to talk about pens, you want to set up a gallery to show off all of your pens or maybe your field notes, or maybe you want to sell pen cases made out of beautiful materials, Squarespace is the place for you. They have fantastic, clean, and beautiful designs. Their templates are fantastic. They allow you to create a really great-looking site that's going to look fantastic on all devices because all Squarespace sites feature responsive web design built right in. With Squarespace 7, their most recent release on the platform, they've added even more stunning templates. They have 15 new ones in total, and Squarespace have applied everything that they have learned from powering millions of sites on the web to make their whole platform even better. They now have something that they call the cover page. This allows you to create a really great looking single page website with all of the power of a Squarespace site. This can be just a you want a one page, you want to set up a website that's just one page, has a bunch of information on it. Um, it's really clean, really simple to use. You can set that up or you can set that up as an introduction to your entire website if you want to. It's like a lovely landing page or maybe you know it's just like a, a great intro that you can have to your site. Squarespace have also partnered with Getty Images to provide you with a great deal on awesome photography at just 10 bucks an image. All of this fantastic new stuff sits on top of Squarespace's core of awesomeness, like their 24-7 support with live chat and email. They have teams located in New York, Dublin, and London who are there to help you. They have their commerce platform, which allows anyone to add a store to their Squarespace site, and they have their rock-solid, fast hosting, and so much more. If you sign up for a year with Squarespace, not only do their plans start at just $8 a month there, you'll also get a free domain name, allowing you to choose exactly what you want what you want your website to be called. So go sign up for a free trial right now with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you do decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code INC to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support 
for The Pen Addict. Thank you so much to Squarespace for helping us out today. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Awesome. Thank you, Squarespace. I had so much pressure on that one, and I only made one mistake, and I'm so annoyed that I made that mistake. I was thinking that when... You know, I unintentionally put the pressure on you. I was like, oh, I just put the pressure on Mike and, oh, listen to him. He's killing it. Look at him go, oh. Uh, so disappointed in myself. <laughs> That's all right. You're awesome and everyone knows it. So, but it, it was pretty great. So, all right. Continuing the fun here. I have, I have been sitting on this link for weeks um, since at least, I don't know, late January. But uh, friend, friend of the blog, uh, Tina, who writes Fueled by Clouds and Coffee, has been writing this series on her blog called Epic Pen Search and Discovery. She's up to part four, I believe now. I have the link in the show notes to part one, and you can follow along on her blog. But for those of you who are new to fountain pens, it's not like a, you know, from the beginning, here's the fountain pen type of post. It's kind of like this whole discovery phase that I did with my fountain pen education post that I had a bunch of pens on loan from Thomas and was learning about these things that I was not familiar with whatsoever and learning about different pen types, different nibs and things like that. Tina's doing a awesome job with this post series. And I wanted to point that out. So everyone would go take a look and read her blog and read through all the parts of this series. And it's not over yet. I think she's on part four, like I said, and you know, just, just follow along. She just the the part four has the Pilot Custom nine twelve, which is the pen I have the PO nib in the posting nib. She has the FA nib, so the the Pilot Custom nine twelve series is one of Pilot's. I guess you would say it's one of their main pen lines, but you don't really see it in the U.S. They're just starting to come to the U.S. So in companies like Platinum and Sailor and Pilot, they kind of has kind of have one main pin line where you can get every single nib that they create you know not just extra fine fine medium broad things like that but they add in the stub they add in things like the po nib they add in things like a flex nib they add in a music nib where you get the full lineup and she just did a post with the pilot falcon nib and it's not the same falcon that you get in the pilot falcon the pin that's called the pilot falcon this one actually has more flex um so check out these these posts that tina's doing check out her artwork she's one of the urban sketchers if you're familiar with the uh, urban sketching project which is really cool and she's done a really good job on this series and it's not over yet so uh keep keep track of that now this this is a pin that this is a a, a link that speaks to you mike have you had a chance to read the link about the lawyer who lost a $500 pin at the courthouse and asks his county to find it or replace it? The problem is I don't know where I lost my pen. <laughs> I have to ask the world. Yeah, where you lost your ink. So wh- which color ink did you lose, by the way? Which wh- Was this all one color? Was this like the multicolor thing no, you had going? It was the multicolor and it was the rollable one. The rollerball. Please, with, can we stop talking about this? It makes me so sad. So, like the rollerball with the orange bottom and the blue barrel, or the blue section and the orange barrel. Let me check. I'm just curious. Unless you might have lost your other, the other part of it by now. It was the rollerball with the uh, blue section and the orange cap. 
Way to go. So you you will feel this lawyer's pain. I, you might, you know, we're talking about lawsuits. You you might talk, uh, you might have another lawsuit going. Um, so let me read this. John Kerwin said his Montblanc Meisterstück ballpoint pen went missing after he af- accidentally left his things at the courthouse security kiosk one day last November. The pen was a gift from his uncle, the late Monsignor Eugene Kerwin, he said. A judge later retrieved Kerwin's keys from the security office, but the pen was missing, Kerwin said. After reviewing surveillance video, Kerwin said he was able to identify the officer who last touched his pen, and he complained to the Douglas County Sheriff's Office, which runs courthouse security. I'm not accusing anyone of stealing anything, Kerwin said. He was just the last one who had custody of it. Sheriff Tim Dunning said his office has opened an internal investigation of the officer who was not a sworn deputy. He said he declined to comment further. Today, the Douglas County Board will take up a $500 tort claim that Kerwin filed with the county clerk's office last week. I just want my special pen returned to me, he wrote in the claim. If that is somehow not possible, then I expect the exact model replacement. I ask you to intervene and energize this internal affairs investigation. This is serious business, Mike. Yeah, well, dude, it is. dude lost his favorite pen, and he he is playing hardball to get this pen back or to get it replaced. So, you should explore your legal options, Mike. I don't know what happened to your pen, but legally, you you need to look into this. And as is always the case with great pen losses that are so important to us, like your ink, I present to everybody. The kids in the hall, the greatest sketch of all time, the my pen sketch. And if you're new, if you're a longtime listener, you've you've heard us share this sketch uh, for years and years and years on the blog and on the podcast. But if you're new and you haven't seen the kids in the hall, my pen sketch, you are missing out. And, you know, the kids in the hall feel what this lawyer is going through. I mean, his pen is gone. What are you going to do? So what are you going to do, Mike? Is there a uh, is there a court case in your future? I just wish I knew where it was. <laughs> I mean, of course, then it wouldn't be lost anymore. But yeah, I just don't. I just I cannot. I just I don't understand. Yeah. So you need you need to find this pen because you need to practice your cursive. Because there is an awesome project on Kickstarter right now for Cursive Logic, and you've seen a bunch of our friends share it, I'm sure, Mike. Right? Yeah, um, people send have sent me it a few times. Mainly, people send me it to tell me to improve my handwriting, and and I ignore <laughs> all of those people, Brad. I won't. I won't engage. Yep. Yep. So, um, you do need to improve your handwriting. I mean, that's a given. But um, and the, you know, there's one way to do it, and this is by Cursive Logic. Do you, do you you don't write in cursive? Do you write in cursive? I'm, I think I mix between both. Okay, that's right. That's right. You're sometimes very very strange. Sentence, sometimes okay. block capital, sometimes cursive. Yeah, I don't write cursive at all. But my kids are right at that age where they're like dabbling in cursive, and they want to learn how they see this writing, this cursive writing, and they want to learn how to do it, and they're not getting taught that in school. So. Um, Cursive Logic is this Kickstarter that teaches you, it, it provides you a workbook that teaches you a new way to learn cursive. And I love how they titled this this um, project. It says cursive, cursive is endangered, together we can save it. And it's true. I mean, you hear about all this drama 
you know, all these big newspapers, right? You know, handwriting's dead, cursive's dead, pens are dead, analog's dead, right? I mean, we how often have we died since we've been doing this podcast? At least once every quarter or so, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, check out this Cursive Logic. It's really cool. If you want to know more about it, our friend uh, Ian Headley did a great interview with Linda Shrewsbury of Cursive Logic. She talked with him on his blog, uh, Pen, Paper, Pencils, and he did an interview with her about how this project came to be, what they're trying to accomplish, um, several videos, several shots of this in practice, and it looks really cool. You know, I've backed it. I want to get uh, my, my kids interested in this and give them something to learn. I, my daughter's going to eat this up, but – you know, Curse of Logic is really, really close to funding, and it hasn't funded yet. They need twenty five thousand. There's three days left. It's at twenty one thousand right now. If you're interested in handwriting and keeping this kind of analog world going, take a look at the project, watch the video, and see what you think, and consider backing it. You know, I I haven't talked to them. They've sent me a few emails. I haven't really had a conversation about it, but it looked interesting, and um, so I I've backed it, and uh, hopefully it will be successful. So it's just something I wanted to check out. Something I wanted to mention. Do you get a lot of like Kickstarter pitches? Define a lot. How many do you get a week on average? Yeah, se- several, several a week. Yes, that's that's a lot. Yeah, several a week. So, you know, it, I mean, I'm I'm used to it by now, and like, hey, look, there's the next link. Um, I'm used to it by now, and I can kind of suss them out pretty quickly. The legitimacy of them. Some I don't bother to respond. Some I'll say I'm looks good. I'm not interested. Some I'll say tell me more. Some I'll say insta backed. So you know it's uh it's a lot, but that's okay. I I, I like seeing the new stuff and uh, you know it's uh it's cool. How about you? Do you do you get any of that stuff? I mean, not for like pen stuff, but just for like general stuff. You're into so many different things. I'm just starting. <laughs> I don't get many, but I'm starting to get some. So however these things begin, they're beginning. Yeah. You know, like I get these random things and I'm like, I don't even, I have no idea who you are. Like I have no idea how someone sent me one the other day where they were apparently following up to a previous email Mm -hmm. I never received or. Right. Yeah. Right. So let me, uh, let me put business Brad's hat on real quick. And if you are a project creator, Please use common sense. Do not send me a form email. Do not say, like you just had, hey, I'm following up on the conversation that we didn't have last week. Be a person. Call me by the right name. You wouldn't believe how often that happens. Um, that's an insta-delete. You know, Tell me something personal that I need to know about your project. Don't form letter me. Don't wall of text me. Um, it's really simple. Be genuine, honest, um, conversational, open. It's people. <laughs> people are so bad at a lot of things, and this is one of those things that you don't have to be that bad at. You know, just just come at me like a real person and then we can probably have a conversation and that's how most of my conversations start and everything else i'm sorry it gets it gets deleted i just don't have time for if you don't have time for me i don't have time for you it's very simple yes Straight up. <laughs> 
I'm talking to Dan Bishop directly. <laughs> He's typing in the chat room. No, Dan is uh, Dan does a good job. Dan does a good job. He does. All right. So on that on that cursive logic thing, Mike, I've someone sent me this video. Uh, Brian sent me a video, um, emailed me a video, and I haven't finished this video. I meant to do it before we started the show today, but it's called Inbound. It's from Clive Thompson, who is a popular writer, and he did a whole kind of it's like a 10 minute speech or 10 minute talk on it's the the title of it is how the way you write changes the way you think i mean it's definitely something we believe in so i'll we'll throw that in the show notes for everyone to check out and i need to finish watching that but he's he talks about the same thing about how all the big news outlets are talking about you know the death of handwriting the death of analog tools things like that so definitely worth checking out so all right, I got a few more things to get to. Are we going to be able to get it done today, Michael? I'm sure we will. But before we do that, I want to talk about our third and final sponsor for this week, our friends over at Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoint, mechanical pencils, and so much more. They have all of your favorite brands like Monteverde, Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, and Kaveco, and are of course an authorized dealer of all of them. They have special discounts all of the time. You can go over to Penchalet and see what sort of deals they're running. They're really great at all of that stuff. They have, uh, they have great deals for us. We'll talk about that in a moment. They're very fast and reliable customer service, as always, and they're always adding new styles of pens every single month. As well as the brands that I mentioned earlier, Penchalet sells limited edition pens, as well as the accessories that you're going to need, like pen carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. Penchalet do sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates, but of course they also sell in the continental United States with free shipping on orders over $50. Penchalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to penchalet.com and use the code PENADDICT to get 10% off your order, or click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter pen addict for even more savings as well as your 10% off and those savings that you're going to find this week still got some fantastic stuff over there they want us to let you know and we you definitely should know penchalet still have the caveco art sport they're still up there brad that's such a hot pen it's a really really good pen and they're doing that at such a great deal like you can pick one of those up for 72.90 uh, after the special sale and after the pen addict uh, 10% coupon, it's 40% off. They retail for $135. And we mentioned them last week as well the Platinum 3776. Uh, they have the regular and demonstrator versions. Um, the regular version, so the non demonstrator version, is $108. Uh, after all the discounts, that retails at 200 And the demonstrator version is 135 retailing at $250. I believe. Brad, I'm going to say this terribly. That the, the models that they have are the nice per Sai and Soji Shoji mm-hmm. models. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, over at Pen Chalet. So those are the demonstrator three seven seven six models that they've made for the lakes, um, some of the lakes in Japan. And so they're this demonstrator. Some of them have kind of a blue tint to them. Um, I actually own the Psy. It's one of my favorite pens. The nibs on platinum pens are amazing. It's one of my favorite nibs. And, you know, I, you know, unlike you, I'm a huge fan of the demonstrator. So I like seeing the, seeing the ink in the, in the converter in those pens. And I love seeing the nibs on the on the, all the platinum stuff because they really really work good. One other one other thing I wanted to show you, Mike. 
on Pen Chalet. Have you seen their uh, fountain pen inks in, in, infographic? I almost called it infographic, which yes. maybe they should have done. I remember Ron sending this to me a while ago. Yes. So did we talk about I don't think we've even talked about it on the podcast yet. You know what? I don't think we did. Yeah, so he did this really cool infographic um, laying out different fountain pen inks, and we'll have that in the show notes. But it basically categorized types of inks from waterproof, water resistant, which there's obviously a difference, uh, pigmented, permanent, lubrication. Uh, there's even freeze resistant, fluorescent, fast drying ink. So if you have some ink questions and you're kind of new to fountain pens and you're trying to determine, okay, I'm going to buy my first bottle of ink. What are the things that are important to me? It's like when I review inks, like Mike was talking about how my Fuyugaki ink um, review was really short. It's because I don't focus on a lot of the real deep down characteristics of an ink. Does it look good and does it perform good? That's what I care about. But if you care about waterproofness, you know, go look at this infographic. If you care about a pigmented ink, if you're an artist, you know, something that's not going to wash away um, when you're using other um, materials over this ink, go look at this infographic. If you want a permanent ink or if you need an ink that's fast drying, you know, if you're left-handed, go look at this infographic. It's super helpful. Um, and it, it gives you a good kind of guideline to buy those inks that are going to best suit your needs. So thanks to Ron for, for creating that. And well, we should have shared, shared that sooner. All right. A few more links, Mike. And one of them is on keeping a laboratory notebook. Now that sounds like super generic and uninteresting, but it's really the one of the most interesting things that pen addicts can kind of get involved with because official laboratory notebooks are very mm, what's the word? They have to be follow a lot of guidelines, if you will. They have to be permanent. They have to be archival. A lot of people's lab notes from like official like scientific labs have to go on the record, right? They're official. They're considered official documentation. So if you're working in the lab and you spill something on your notebook, is the ink going to stay true in the notebook? Are you going to still be able to read the information? This is a very, very important thing for those who work in a laboratory. And we've done some stuff in the, on this before in blog posts on the pen addict. I've actually had someone who worked in a lab go through a bunch of lab tests and ink tests and paper tests to try to figure out what inks work best with the, work best with different solvents that you'd find in a lab that might spill on your paper or spill on your notebook so you can continue to read your notes. And this is a really, really deep dive into that. And honestly, it's almost too much to talk about in this episode, but it's extremely long and extremely detailed. And they come down to a lot of conclusions about the types of pens that handle the different type of solvents in the lab. And it was an interesting um, conclusion to which pens perform the best. The Secure Pigma Micron, which is an archival ink, did really, really well. So did the Pentel Hybrid Gel. So did the Uniball Gel RT, which is like the 207, and the, uh, the RT, which uses Uniball Super Ink technology, making it archival. So you can kind of see the, the, the theme here, these – Companies that tout their inks and their brands as an archival ink, those are the those are the inks that are really um, 
lasting through these different solvency tests. So this is a long, 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 long post, which is awesome. So, you know, I, I thought I would throw that in the show notes for everyone to check out. And um, what's the last thing you've spilled on your notebook that erased your inks? Um, I don't know if I have. Coffee spills, coffee spills, whiskey spills, girly drink spills, nothing. Nothing I can think of recently. I mean, yeah. I, you, you do know me; I am pers- partial to a girly drink, of course. Yeah, good. Hey, hey, I, I'm I'm good with that. We're gonna have some in Atlanta for sure. But yeah, I'm I'm not a big uh, spiller of liquids on the notebook. But I am also not in a laboratory setting all day long. So, if you're into this type of thing, how many how many words do you think this post is, Mike? A couple thousand. It's it's ginormous. Yeah, it's huge. It's eh, maybe a thousand, maybe a little more. But um, it's got a and it's got a really really huge uh, ink testing sheet on there. So check out if you're really concerned about the permanency of your inks. Check a lot. Check out this this post. It's really really cool. All right. Guess what we're going to talk about next? What do we got? Everyone's favorite pen, the Visionaire. Woohoo! So you remember a couple of weeks ago we had that. Um, Visionaire on eBay. Someone sent me a link to a Visionaire that popped up on eBay. It was selling for like ninety nine cents or a dollar fifteen at the time, and we all got a huge, huge kick of that. Kick out of that. Well, guess what? The guy who put the post up, the eBay post for the Visionaire, he emailed me. So I, I said at the time on that episode that I guarantee this guy's a listener or girl is a listener of this podcast, and it turns out that they are. Excellent. <laughs> <So> <laughs> So I want to I want to read this email real quick, um, at least part of it. So he says, "Hello, Brad, Mike. My name is Dave, and I'm the guy whose eBay auction for the infamous Visionaire you read and linked to in episode 140. Love you, you put Dave. The, love you, Dave. You're the best." He says, "You put the right eyeballs on the auction, which led to a much higher selling price, fifteen dollars is what it went for than I'd expected. So that was awesome." He said, "But what's really great is how it brings me full circle with the pen addict." You see, the very first episode I listened to was number 64. I was already a Visionaire backer, and though I'd previously tested the inky fountain pen waters years prior with a pair of Caveco Sports and Platinum Carbon Desk Pen, I was still a neophyte. Well, needless to say, I loved the podcast and immediately began listening to all the episodes from the beginning. The Visionaire was a bust, but as you had both so hopefully predicted, I tried some other quality brands and became completely hooked on fountain pens. This is exactly what we hoped would happen, right, Mike? We said if anything good comes of this visionaire thing, it's that people who are beginners in fountain pens take the plunge, and hopefully the quality of the visionaire would not turn them off completely, and they would be interested enough to kind of pursue that line of thinking further. What other fountain pens are there out there? What other inks can I use? Is there something different besides this? I see this is a problem. It doesn't really suit my needs. Can I fix that? And it's really, really cool. So I I am happy to see that someone like Dave was willing to kind of make that leap from the visionaire kind of into the next thing. And he goes on and he bought, you know, a Twisby 580 AL in orange, which neither of us have yet. So you know, he's, he continues saying, I never could have imagined that the Visionaire would once again connect me to your show. That thing is truly a cloud with a silver lining. <laughs> so I I wanted to thank Dave for reaching out and for putting his Visionaire up on eBay because really 
no one should have that thing in their house because it might get struck by lightning. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you going to do with your Visionaire now, Mike? Cherish it. Okay. Okay. And when you have a child, you're going to sign the birth certificate with it? January's going to keep it. Mm, Okay. All right. I, I see that there. So... Well, I think we'll end it on that, Mike. We got we got some more things to talk about, including the Nakaya review I still want to get to. But we've covered a lot of ground in this podcast, and our listeners have a lot of links they need to be reading while they're listening to our podcast. So why don't you tell them where they can find those awesome links that I've so thoughtfully curated for everybody and how they can find us online. Well, they can go and find the links at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 142. But Brad, I have some late-breaking news. Oh, late-breaking news. This is my kind of news. What you got? Uh, from our friends over at Penn Chalet, we have another deal. Mm. So Ron has just like got it in in the wire today. Ron, uh, are you in the chat room? <laughs> Ron, can you hear us? Uh, we've got the Platinum President in Burgundy. With a gold, with a gold nib. All right, this looks pretty good. I am not a gold furniture guy, but I like the red resin pins, and that's what this the president is. It's very much shaped like the the three seven seven six, and it looks like the same type of style, but it's got a lot more fancy flair to it. Yeah, it's fancy. This is this is what a red resin gold nib pin should look like. Like Pelican makes that sweet 400 tortoise that's got just really pops off the red and the gold. Um, so this is something I'm going to look at after the show and and see kind of what, what we got, what we have here. I, I don't know that I've seen this pin before, to be perfectly honest with you. So we have the Burgundy Fine and the Burgundy Medium nibs, both gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pen usually retails for $275, but for pen addict listeners, after the coupon, you can pick it up for $148.50. Thank you, Pen Chalet, for getting that in there just before we finish the show today. Thanks, Ron. He's always that Ron. He just goes the extra mile. He can't these days. He can't. He can't even let the show finish, and he needs to put yeah. another deal for Panatic listeners. Yeah, Ron's the best. I, I reviewed my uh, Orange Pilot Custom seventy four that I bought on the show from Ron um, a few months ago. I reviewed that today on the blog. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. Yep. Which I already mentioned where you can find them, but I'll say it again, relay.fm slash penaddict slash 142, or you can find them in your podcast app of choice. Uh, if you'd like to find us online, there's a couple of ways you can do that. If you want to find Brad Dowdy, you can find him at, at Dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and he is penaddict on Instagram. Uh, also, if you want to find Brad's fantastic work, go to penaddict.com and knock.co. Uh, I am... Mike Hurley, I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. And I must ask, if you've never listened to my show Inquisitive, you should pick it up from this coming week's episode. Uh, I've been working on something really special, and I hope that you enjoy it. I'm excited for that. I I will tell you, I'm excited for that. I did not. Mike offered up us Relay FM uh, host a sneak preview and I didn't listen to it because I want to listen to it when it when it drops. But I did hear last week's episode with Merlin, which was awesome as the precursor. So I have this built up mic and I'm pretty darn sure you're going to deliver. I really hope that you'd listen beforehand, but it's fine that you don't. <laughs> uh, 
I, I hope that everybody else does tune in though. So I think it's yep. going to be something quite exciting. And, uh, and I hope that listeners of this show will enjoy it too. But until then, uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks again to our sponsors uh, of this week's episode, lunda.com, Squarespace, and our good friends over at Penn Chalet, who just can't stop getting you those deals. <laughs> love getting you those deals, and we love Penn Chalet for that as well. But most importantly, thank you all for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Bradley. Goodbye, Casey. No one's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs>